I know what you're thinking. What else can get better? We're making you a better driver. We're making you a better runner. Can we make you a better golfer? The dream of being a better golfer is right around the corner. There's a company investing in just that. We're talking to them on this episode of Deb Radio. Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Microsoft Dev Radio. I am excited for this episode. Why? Because Blaine Barton is on. He's my absolute all-time favorite developer evangelist, technical evangelist, living in none other than Florida. Blaine, let me tell the world about who you are. First of all, your first name is Blaine, your last name is Barton, and you're a technical evangelist. Did I get it right? That's right, in the Sunshine State here in Tampa, Florida. Oh, my goodness. Now, let's see. You've worked for Microsoft for almost six months now. Is that right? Am I close? Six months in my, in my new role, yes. As, as side developer, yes. But that, you were actually here right. in 1973, like the birth of Microsoft. You were right here at the beginning, it feels like. You've been here. You're a staple of Microsoft. Well, I've been around. I've, I've been uh, through some some uh, revolutionary changes and, and progressions throughout software development from, you know, back in the day with DOS, with MS-DOS. I remember DOS. Uh, oh, and yeah. I, I got to have the privilege of being uh, the team manager and starting up a, a group called Visual Basic back in <laughs> 1990. Now, that's, that's killer, right? Like, that's a big deal. Now you're starting to show your cards. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. And then uh, into, into OEM system engineering over on campus for about seven years and then had the opportunity to move to the Sunshine State. And, <laughs> and, and join the best team in the world of evangelism. Where, Working with guys like you, It's just better in evangelism, Blaine. It's just better. Life is good in evangelism where we get to be optimistic and enthusiastic and paid by the word. <laughs> so the more we talk, the better. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. We have uh, audience evangelists, ISV evangelists, startup evangelists. Where does Blaine fall into this category? So we're in the audience uh, team. Uh, we have a southeast team of about eight people right now. We uh, go up and down the, the east coast and evangelize. Uh, well, I used to evangelize the IT gospel. Uh, but now I'm um, working in the IoT space, uh, building devices and writing some C code and having all those little goodies talk to Azure. So. Um, really in the world of sensors and wearables, and more importantly, having the opportunity to work with David, who you're going to introduce, as well as yourself, Jerry, on this project, um, of getting just some things built and having them communicate and send data, getting it ingested into Azure. So that's, that's what I think. So you get the pleasure of being able to work with cool companies like who we're going to talk about here, Sensoria. They do these cool things around wearables and especially around sports, and we'll talk about all the coolness that they do but they have an independent product this one special thing that we got to be part of that it turned out to be just hyper awesome and uh no thanks to the awesome work of dave martin hey dave thanks for being on the show so you're the director of software engineering for sensoria but more importantly and i don't know if it's really more important or not but certainly to me it is you're also an mvp 
Yes, yes, I am. First of all, thank you for inviting me at the, this, this radio show. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. And by the way, it was really amazing to work with both of you. Uh, yes, I'm an MVP. I've been an MVP uh, since uh, 11 years right now. So it's wow. quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my, my main focus is the data platform. So formerly SQL Server, now the entire, you know, data platform space so of course SQL Azure, uh, machine learning uh, and stream analytics uh, all the cool stuff yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, th it's fine. that's a pretty that's a pretty difficult specialty for an MVP to have because it is exploding there are so yeah, many things yeah, in that yeah. category now uh, how, yeah, yeah, how do you keep up well, you have to choose. To choose, you may. I mean, uh, of course, it's becoming so big that you cannot really be an expert on everything. So you just have to pick, you know, an area and just stay stick with that. So I'm still on the, let's say, more data analytics stuff. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, uh, keep informed on uh, like the new stuff, like uh, uh, Document DB now, Cosmos DB, Data Lake, and all the stuff. Uh, but of course, you have to you have to choose at some point because it's really, really becoming huge, as you said. So I think it's a, it's a fair recommendation to any developer to be familiar, at least, with yeah. all of it, right? I yeah. mean, take a day and at least learn the basics of Cosmo DB yeah. and then put it away. And then at least you know the concepts, Absolutely. right? And then keep going. Yeah. But if you were giving advice yeah. to a new developer, let's say maybe an intermediate yeah. developer that hasn't really played much in the data space yet, where would yeah. you tell them to begin? Like this is going to be... Where would you tell them to begin the most strategic to help them everywhere else, the most strategic to help them maybe in the employment arena? Where, where would you give a developer Ooh. advice? That's, that's a really big, big question because, uh, uh, man, when I started, it was easy. It was like uh, the thousand. So SQL Server was so small and tiny that you can just learn of it. Right now, it's huge, as you as said before. So probably one of the most important thing right now is just, uh, um, I would say, knowing which is the best tool to use. So, as you said, I would try to uh, start getting uh, to be confident with all the technologies, of course, not yeah. mastering all of them. So, at least uh, I can uh, understand which technology is best for which job. And then yeah. when it happens that I am into a specific job, I know if I have to choose Data Lake or DocumentDB or SQL. And then at that point, I will try to focus uh, on that specific technology. Because I think that uh, right now with the cloud, uh, the most important thing is understanding the architectural aspect because uh, technical from a technical point of view you can do exact I mean you can basically obtain the same result with SQL Azure or document DB the problem are that one will be more uh, expensive in your mm -hmm. in your scenario than the other more complex to develop uh, again in your scenario in your scenario maybe in another scenario is the opposite so you really mm -hmm. have to figure out uh, which technology is the best for your scenario, which is the most convenient and the easiest to use. So probably the best thing right now will be to just get an overview of all this stuff, you know, mm -hmm. spend a couple of days with the technology, and then once you get, uh, you know, in which scenario you will be uh, going to work, uh, focus on the technology you think it's the most important for you. Otherwise, it will be uh, impossible, I would say, yeah. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more because there's so much and it's so broad. Don't don't fool yourself into thinking that you're going to be the master of of everything. Even though you've yeah. already narrowed it down just to the data world, even that is so gigantic. You're crazy to think about it any other way. But Absolutely. you need yeah. to have. You need to understand how NoSQL databases work. But I believe you know. Don't forget. You need to understand how relational databases work too. Because Absolutely. when you look at how the world is run. The world yeah. is still run on relational databases, and they probably will be for maybe ever, just because 
they are so fundamental to the way internal line of business systems operate and how people yeah. think and they just they transfer naturally yeah. to people's brains in a, in a great yeah. way. Document databases are important, and they'll, they'll just grow as well, but that yeah. is a big deal. Uh, what about this? How important is T-SQL? Well, I think it's tremendously important uh, because it makes your life so simpler when you know it that you can really solve a problem in just uh, like three lines of code instead of spending like maybe three days trying to figure yeah. out how to optimize your code. So more in general, this is something I also wrote in a blog post I did a couple of months ago. I think it it's really important when you choose, when you um, make a choice about the database. Uh, go so once you have decided that uh, that will be will be the database you are going to use in your scenario, try to learn it as much as possible because uh, behind the database, uh, no matter if it's a document database or a relation or not, there are like uh, hundreds of thousands of years man work that allows <laughs> you to you, you know when you write a That's select right. query. It's like uh, you have an optimizer that is being written for in in SQL now now 20 years by thousands of people. So there yeah. is there is no way you can write better code. I mean, you can be the right. brightest. Yeah. So you can be You're the right. brightest uh, and developer. Let, app, let's so. just go with that because the yeah. I believe the SQL optimizer might be the most sophisticated, successful totally. piece of software ever created. And uh, when you're, totally you you could say thousands of developers have built it, these aren't ordinary developers either. These yeah. are thousands of like very specialized, yeah. trained developers who continually tune, 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 tune. Yeah. And it is like nothing you've ever seen before. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. And when you look at a, an execution plan inside SQL, it is mind-boggling what is going on behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And all you have to just select star from users. Even that yeah. is amazing what it's yeah, accomplishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And plus, I think it will, if you know uh, very well your technology, the technology you have chosen, it can uh, simplify a lot your architecture. Because, for example, let's say you just write a query and it performs poorly. Then, of course, uh, if you don't know the technology, you immediately go and try to figure out how to cache the result. But cache the result, even using cool technology like Redis, uh, it's complex. Because, first of all, you have to figure out when to remove things from cache. When they yeah. when things get stale, how to you how to update cache without uh, you know incurring in concurrency problem. There's a lot of bunch of problems that will arise when you realize that uh, you have to maintain your cache because it doesn't happen, you know, automatically. And, and maybe it's just because you didn't put the right index. And you put the right index and your query goes from like five seconds Boom. to, yeah, three milliseconds. And then yeah. you don't need the cache anymore. I mean, you need the cache for other reasons, but not for that. So That's again, right. knowing the technology and especially the data technology, the database technology you've chosen, it's really important because it allows to have your solution, your architecture simpler, which is, That's I think, right. the most important thing in the world right now, simplicity. And it, and, and it relies on well-proven technology exactly. that somebody exactly. else has gone through. It's kind of like a race car. Yeah. Somebody yeah. goes around, a, goes around a, a lap in first gear, right? And yeah. they never get out of first gear. They come right. out and they're like, you know what? This race car is slow. I'm like, yeah. you know what? You might be doing it wrong because it turns out that SQL, SQL Server might be the fastest race car man has ever seen. Yeah. And for you to even think that it's slow tells me that you're just doing it wrong. And it's not – it's because <laughs> it, is, it, it is a sophisticated thing. And you're not going to learn it overnight, that's for sure. But yeah. man, a live. It is incredible. Blaine, are we boring you? No, no. I'm right here with you guys. I've been <laughs> nodding my head. You see? I've been nodding my head. <laughs> Blaine, how, how can, Blaine, how can you be an IoT developer and not have – a breadboard sitting right next to you. How can you be an IoT developer and not have a soldering iron? Tell me that. Tell me that right now. 
Well, I'll tell you, you know, that's interesting because when you were all talking about, you know, getting started and talking about the architecture and all that, that's really key, especially when you're when you're going to design uh, an IoT device. So uh, along with the architectural meetings that we had with David mm -hmm. and Matt and the rest of the Sensoria group uh, with Bryson, uh, doing that architectural kind of overview took some time to get those pieces in place. But I think, you know, going back to your original question about if if you're an IoT guy, yeah, I've got I've got my I've got my table over here just spread out with all of the different devices, microcontrollers, soldering, 3D printers. I, I've got my own maker kind of <laughs> shop here. Uh, yeah. But 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 uh, that's important, you know. Starting with um, a breadboard, starting with the components, yep, yep. building those out, testing them, making sure that they 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 work appropriately, getting the code compiled and see in the IDE with Arduino, uh, you know, pushing that that to the firmware. On the microcontroller, getting that to send uh, data messages to IoT Hub and then get those ingested into uh, into IoT Hub, where then other people can take that data and do really cool stuff with it. So, yeah. you yeah. know, along building the device, there's also a, the fritzing diagrams, both the wiring and all of that, and, and there's also electrical uh, engineering that goes in, involved with. Uh, Blaine, here's something that drives me crazy. He, I, this, this truly does. I'm talking to a developer. I'm like, how much are you playing with this stuff? And they're like, oh, I hardly have anything because I can't talk my manager into buying it for me. And I'm like, wow, don't you think you might be worth something? Just you personally to yourself might be worth you know, a $30 soldering, soldering iron or just a $100 worth of gadgets that you can put together so that you understand this stuff better. Are you really going to wait until your manager buys you the oldest, crappiest software and hardware you can imagine? Isn't it weird how developers don't always invest in themselves? So, so one of the things that's important is um, you made the you know going out and buying your own devices. Uh, one thing that I we have a kind of a joke between my friend Art, Art Garcia, who I, I work with uh, once a week. We build IoT devices, and uh, the biggest joke between us is, "Oh, don't worry, that component is under ten dollars." It's, it's always <laughs> the answer is it's always it's always right. under ten dollars, <laughs> and that is most likely true. The LED display under ten dollars, you can get a eighty two sixty six microcontroller. It's a little under ten dollars. You start putting the things together, they become. <laughs> yeah, I just need five five components. Whoa! Now wait a minute, that's not under ten dollars. That's exactly but, right. All right, Dave, let's get back to you. Blaine, you invest in Blaine, 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 it's always about you, Blaine. For years, twice. No. He's a great I, guy. He is. I mean, talk about a wealth of information, Dave. Tell yeah. me a little bit about Sensoria. That's who we're here to talk about. Yeah. And Blaine, I'm not cutting you off because we. You and I could pat each other on the back all day long because all we do is see things the same. But I, I got to talk a little bit about Sensoria since that's what the entire episode is about. Um, uh, Sensoria, so Sensoria makes smart wearable. They, this is yeah. an I, IoT kind of company. Yeah, yes, sort of. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, we, we like to say it is eye of me because actually we are trying uh -huh. to put sensor on, on, on your body. Uh, okay. So instead of uh, um, having you to buy something specific like a, a watch or whatever, what we are trying to do is to put a sensor inside the, your garments, so in the fabric, so that when you wear something, you actually have already smart something. So the first thing we did was a sock. So you just wear your sock, go and run, and we know, for example, how you put your feet on the ground. Uh, your exact cadence, uh, how uh, the time uh, you—it's um, called contact time. So how much your your feet uh, is effectively on the ground? Uh, 
So all of uh, nice stuff that no one ever studied before. And actually, uh, we, we need the data to really figure out, for example, uh, why the best runner is the best runner, for, for, yeah. for example, or why if someone injures so often than someone else. So the idea is that, uh, I mean, there are like uh, literally, literally million and million of people running 80 percent injures themselves. I mean, in a sort of way, uh, a light oh, yeah. injury or really bad injury, and and, and so first of all, uh, investing on running was you know meaningful because uh, you can help those people to avoid running the wrong way. Uh, even because uh, running is really nice, uh, but it's really subtle because uh, it's not that if you run bad today, you just immediately have like uh, you know a backache tomorrow. It will take quite a while. And, you know, the, the things sum up and at, at some point you cannot run because you have some inflammation or whatever. The point is why? Yeah. No one, I mean, it's not yet, I mean, it's clear why it happens from a physical, uh, physical uh, point of view, but it's not, uh, it's not clear the correlation on how you actually running is maybe you are, I don't know, putting your foot too much on the left, on the right, you are putting your weight uh, too much in the heel or in the ball, who knows? So. This is one of the main uh, reasons we started doing that. And then after that, yeah. of course, now we created the shoe. And of course, we started to instrument other stuff like the golf club. Because uh, we discovered that uh, this is something I, I was uh, also telling to one of the other projects we are doing together with Blaine, is that uh, just take like a F1 car. We have hundreds of sensors. You can see how much, uh, you know, the pressure is put on the pedal, how much gas is put into the uh, into the engine but you don't know a lot of uh, information from the from the driver or from the runner yeah. in our case so we we haven't instrumented the, the human body yet i mean it may be scary at some from a certain level yeah. but i think it's needed if you really want if you really want as a as a society to uh, get better because right now we we need to have objective data and the only way to get objective data is to measure it right that's right to measure it you need sensor that's now now uh, Dave, t t talk to me a little bit about this misconception i think a, a lot of people feel like um man if i just had a personal trainer and if i just had a coach i would be the best runner in the world but even a personal trainer who is awesome and a coach who is also awesome yeah there are things <laughs> that can't be measured just yeah, by yeah, looking yeah, yeah. and touching yeah, that, that's fun because we had this uh, uh, talk like three years ago in, in the middle of a big project we are starting. And the point is exactly that. When, let's say you are my personal coach. Then at some point you will ask me how you were feeling like at kilometers two because yeah. I saw you were running and not really at the maximum of your possibility. And I tell you what I'm feeling, but what I'm feeling is maybe something different than reality, right? So I need... Mm. Uh, I need to give you objective data, not data that is, uh, you know, uh, filtered through my, my body and my, my state of mind. Yeah. Um, so maybe, for example, this has also happened when you play, so if you ever, I don't know here if you ever play soccer, but probably football or basketball. When you are playing and someone hits you, usually don't feel that, you know, big uh, um, pain because adrenaline helps you to uh, don't feel it. But then when you stop, you feel it maybe in the, the day after. So, for example, mm -hmm. even just measuring the impact in this kind of scenario will be really useful to have a objective information on how bad your impact was, not oh, yeah. just you know a feeling that you have. So, this is something. I mean, it's something that has never been done before. So, I don't really know if it's going to work or not. My <laughs> guess is right. yes. My guess but, is uh, yes. 
but again, that, that's also why I decided to join Sensora because it's really a kind of a green field. Uh, no one really had this, this information before, so it's really nice to be there and just you know learn new stuff, really, yeah. really new stuff. So it's you it's, know I think that the work that Sensoria is doing and and your your peers in the industry is actually pretty important because you know I mean think about Blaine. Blaine yeah. is like. Blaine could measure whatever it is, right? His, his, he's a curling expert. Not a lot of people know that. And uh, hair, hair curling, mostly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, what he doesn't have is a baseline, right? And so a, a baseline Absolutely. for, for yeah. how he does things. You guys are establishing things we've never measured before. And so for yeah. the first time ever, I can say, you know, yeah. I, ran, I ran this, you know, half marathon and I ran this half marathon and I can compare yeah. them side by side for the first time that really I've never been able to do before, even year yeah. over year and time over time. Yeah. And yeah, uh, what's, what's getting in the way? Like, we're not to the place where this is mainstream yet. And is part of it hardware? Uh, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, hardware for sure. Then uh, creating the correct, the correct algorithm to quantify the raw data. So the, we basically get information on accelerometer, pressure, gyroscope. The point is uh, create a meaningful algorithm. This is really complex. Create a meaningful algorithm that uh, takes all the data and summarizes into a one or let's say few values that say, okay, this is the force or the whatever measure you want to do that you were putting on that specific moment. And yeah. it, it, I mean, uh, it's just trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. So it takes quite a lot of time. And then after you are doing that, uh, right now we are trying to do something very similar to a um, drug study. So we gave our socks to a company and they are testing it using runners and several different type of shoes just to see if the algorithm produced as a, a, um, a real impact in the world or is not something that works only in the lab, right? So then they will give it back to us. Of, of course, we'll discover something. We have to refine the algorithm. So. It's yeah. quite yeah. long, but it's really, really interesting. Um, yeah. But it, you so, say yeah. it's quite long, but this is the work that has to be done, right? I yeah. mean, this is where, yeah. because it is quite greenfield, right? Where we yeah. haven't seen this sort of thing. And honestly, here's what we need Blaine to do. We need him to wear the Sensoria socks. What do you call them? <laughs> do they have a clever name, the Sensoria socks? Oh, Soxoria? <laughs> so that will be a great name, but I'm not sure it will sell a lot. Saxoria, it's uh... <laughs> yeah, maybe it doesn't okay. flow. But, have, but what I we have, need is I have a pair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you really, that, Blaine? Right? I have the anklets, yeah, and I yeah. use the yeah. it, It's uh, it's quite elegant. It works really well. Um, it tells me how slow I'm running, and I need to hit uh, <laughs> ball strikes. Uh, yeah, it's ball striking. It's important. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah but but I know that you've enhanced even that that uh, previous yeah, software. Yeah yeah yeah. We just presented at a CS of this year SOC 2.0 that is uh, even better than the SOC we had before. So it's nicer first of all as uh, more sensitive sensor, more accurate sensor. It's much, much, much nicer to see. And plus we created these little uh, things called Sensoria Core cool. that basically yeah. is a sort of a IoT hub, physical IoT hub, because <laughs> it allows you to get sensor from anything that has a, a compatible connection we are with our, with our uh, gadget, the Sensoria Core. So basically you can take your Sensoria Core from the, well, is a is a chip where the intelligence is in, so you can take it from a sock and put it in your shoe, so you can just move your sensor and use it with wherever you want uh -huh. to, you know, uh, to gather data. Of course, the 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 the, the um, 
the garments or the, the thing you're using need to have sensor in it. But sensors are kind of uh -huh. uh, cheap, let's say. So yeah. it would be easier for us to do cheaper things uh, because the, the complex stuff, the, the, the expensive stuff is the cheap, right? So now that you can take it off from the shoe and um, put it in the sock will be uh, in, you know, cheaper to do. And so we hopefully to reach a bigger, a bigger uh, public, yeah. Well, I tell you what. As well, so carrying the phone with you while you're running, so now you can get some local storage there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. kind of unrealistic, isn't it, to have you put your phone in your back pocket while you're trying to do a, yeah. a serious no, right. run? Uh, that's kind well, of unrealistic. Well, yes, uh, yes and no, uh, because. Um, Yes, because of course it's an additional. So if you're really doing a marathon, you won't do that. So you will right. just use the the offline core. But if you are training, I mean, just think uh, yeah. what we can sure. do having a, a phone with you that can give you feedback and have the phone attached to something like the OLLens. Man, that would be amazing because this means that you really have a real coach. That's it's really a virtual coach that will drives you and. Uh, shows what you have to do, you know, on your, let's say, HoloLens screens. So that would yeah. be really amazing. Technology is not yet there because the HoloLens is quite heavy. The phone is still heavy. Um, yeah, yeah. But we are getting there, right? So it's, We're definitely it's, getting there. Yeah. Now, Blaine, with your socks, man, if you really want to do a measurable uh, contribution to the panoply of science here, that you need to blow your knee so that we know the things that lead up to, you know, some sort of damage so that we yeah. can start warning people to say, hey, you're going to blow your knee because the blade syndrome is, uh, you know, we've been able to detect it through our ML model. That would be really, well, really handy. So, so, our, so we're actually working on that, um, bringing together um, the baseline. So, we, you know, for an athlete, getting a baseline of their optimal performance uh, and then, you know, if they have an injury occur, then you could go back and say, okay, here's my optimum level of health. Um, and then through rehabilitation, you can start uh, training through drills and rehabilitation up to that baseline level. So we are actually working on a kind of a before and after. Uh, what's interesting, too, is other new athletes that want to potentially get to that health and performance level of that baseline can start training and getting better and better over time to meet the, you know, the ultimate Superman level. Yeah. Right? All right. So let's back up. So Sensoria, they make yeah. a lot of, lot of little gadgets that really yeah. are going to help people's lives. But it turns out that uh, Bryson DeChambeau, he's a famous yeah. golfer. Yeah. And that you guys have a relationship with him. And that's how the, this came about, that this project that we yeah. worked on together. Talk to me just a little bit and introduce that to me, David. Uh, you mean the, the project or Bryson or <laughs> just the Sorry. whole golf? Club. Oh, the whole golf things. Okay. Well, actually, honestly, it started before I joined it because I joined it the last uh, last summer. So the project was already started. I just uh, you know just stepped it into, and we I think we met at the uh, golf hackathon fest that uh, was was organized in Microsoft, and it was nice. And uh, Again, the idea was to, um, so speaking with a professional golfer, um, it seems, I learned that uh, even before you hit the ball, it's really, 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 and again, really important uh, how you grip uh, the golf club. Speaking with really professional trainer, they said that uh, if uh, a new guy come to them to learn golf, uh, the first week, they don't even uh, let him touch the ball. 
they just you know stay in this position grip the uh, golf grip for like one hour let's see uh you know uh after one hour when you you learn how to put your hands in the in the right sure. way so it turns out that's very again it's really really important but uh, again there is no objective way to measure if you are putting your hand in the correct uh, position with the correct pressure so what i learned is that uh, one sh should uh, uh, grip the golf grip uh, just like uh, you are uh, holding a bird in your in your arms in your in your hand okay. so not not to uh, not too strong to squeeze it uh, but yeah <laughs> i'm already a monkey so <laughs> Not too hard to squeeze it, but not too soft to let it go, right? So this is what I've been told. Of course, this is a really nice definition, but how do you quantify that? So if I tell this to you, your feeling can be totally different than mine. So for what you consider strong, for me, maybe it's soft. Yeah. So again, we need to have a quantifiable way to say this is the level you have to grip the, the golf club. Not, not higher, not lower. So that was the idea. So let's uh, instrument the golf grip, uh, even because uh, Bryson DeChambeau have a very unique way to uh, um, hold the golf grip, I've been told. Um, and so we, he also wanted to figure out uh, um, what, are, what, what, was, uh, it's, uh, what is um, its own baseline. So uh. I'm doing it right, I'm doing it wrong, uh, and if I'm doing it wrong, can... Uh, can I foresee that since I'm doing it wrong, I'm sending the ball, let's, let's say, to left or to right from the hole? Something like that. So that's that, uh, how the project started. So let's start to yeah. uh, put sensor in it and again so figure out. Wait, so Dave, you introduced, a, you introduced something here that's really valuable, in, especially for you um, and in your world. Because we talked a little bit about, I'd like to have a baseline for me. Yeah. We talked, and we talked a little bit about, I'd like to see what leads up to Blaine blowing his knee. But yeah. I'd also love to see the perfect baseline by somebody yeah. like Bryson. Wouldn't that be cool to look at yeah, my uh, style yes. and compare Absolutely. it against? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, one of the long-term projects. So it would be nice if once we are able to make sure that we can produce a baseline, let's say we can take the, Bry the, the Bryson, uh, the Chambeau baseline, Tiger Woods baseline, whatever. And when you are starting as a golfer, you can uh, select uh, which kind of uh, um, you know mm. uh, professional golfer is more similar to your way or you want to be, and then you can start to train so that you can uh, grip the golf in the same way, uh, you know, train in the same way they do, and you know, checking if you are really doing it correctly or not. So awesome. It, this, yeah, this should also really help people to make sure that they are training in the in the correct way because this is the big problem right now. Again. If you cannot measure something, uh, how can you say this is the right way or wrong way to do that? Yeah, of course, the outcome. So if you yeah, win yeah. All, all the all the golf uh, holes, of course, you did it right. But you cannot explain it. You cannot say, I put like uh, X PSI of pressure here and, and then that's good. If you don't do that, mm -hmm. it's bad, you know? So, yeah, and then you get a, a series of experts because not everybody's going to be the same for the same reason. Yeah, Blaine, yeah. Blaine, I can already see it today. You're going to go to your golf weekend, right? And uh, you're so excited for it. You go to your golf weekend. You take the Sensoria test to see just how everything is and learn to be better. You come back, and your wife is like, what did you learn? I learned I'm just like Tiger Woods. Wow! Slap right across the face. It's going to be great. For a weekend, you were gone. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the way it's going to happen or not, but let's – Let's talk about the um, what we built. So 
Yeah, I have absolutely. to tell you one of the one of the coolest things, and you tell me if you had a similar experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm eating I'm eating in Chili's because Chili's is one of the finest eating establishments there is. I'm eating in Chili's with my daughter, and uh, we're we're in it's you know it's kind of a sports bar feel. They've got uh -huh. TVs up in the bar, and uh, we're eating we're eating I think it's cheese sticks, and um, all of a sudden I look up at the TV, and there is a Sensoria. <laughs> application yeah. at a Microsoft career. I am, yeah. you know, I mean, I, honestly, it's kind of, I was I yeah, it's totally fine. giddy. I'm grabbing my daughter. I'm like, look at that. You yeah, see look, that right there? It was amazing. I wasn't expecting so much exposure. Yes, absolutely. But uh, it was great, really. So it was uh, a great experience. And plus, I mean, it was nice to meet you guys uh, at the Hackathon. We worked together a while, and it was a very, very engaging experience, absolutely. Even because I didn't know, as you saw, anything about XAML. So <laughs> I'm just yeah. a data guy. So <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, I, the way I love data pales in comparison to the way I love XAML. So it's absolutely fantastic to be part of this project. Uh, Blaine, did you have a similar sort of thing? Where you, when did you see the commercial? I thought it was incredible. <clears throat> well, yeah, it, was a, it was a total surprise to me. I, I tell you, I was, I was sitting on the couch and uh, you know, enjoying, uh, um, I think it was actually on the PGA channel. We were watching a to uh, tournament. Ooh, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and I'm not a huge golfer, but I was engaged in the, in the tournament. And, and all of a sudden that, that comes on. I'm like, oh, Bryson's on there. And I thought, that's pretty cool. And then they started talking about shot link and that. And then I saw what uh, was to be your hands, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, the orange yeah. hand heat, yeah. heat map thing. That was, that was it. And it was like, it was right there. And it was, it was like, uh, I was like, I know the guy that was like doing that EWP <laughs> application on the surface that you see right there, which I also, Jerry, um, and once again, very proud of you for building that piece of code and making it just elegant. Uh, but I, I talk about it. And, uh, and I used that case study on almost a daily, a weekly basis and uh, mm -hmm. tell them, hey, the guys on my team, the partners that we've engaged with, um, all you know, made this happen. It was a, a, a well, in, internally, it was a one Microsoft uh, engagement. Yeah. But yet again, working with our partners, we couldn't have did it uh, without, uh, without Sensoria. Course. No, yeah, yeah. absolutely right. And it's cool because um, I naturally, the first thing you do when you see something like that is you go to YouTube, find it again, download it for posterity because you want people to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You gotta, <laughs> That's right. I, it was proof to my wife I'm actually a worker, you know? She's like, yes. do you do anything except talk to a webcam all day? I'm like, come on, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, yeah. it was terrific. It was really great. Now, uh, Dave, talk to me a little bit about the describe the club because I think or the hand the, the the grip because I think it's pretty fascinating where everything is. You have some pretty clever ways of well, you just describe the club to us. Well, the club I think is just a nor uh, normal club with the exception of the golf grip that uh, has been provided by Jumbo Golf Grips, if I uh, remember the name correctly, that they make specific. Um, thicker uh, golf grip that uh, Bryson used. So we had to cut it open in half, carve the, pl the, the, um, the hole to stick the sensor. And what's, what's, for example, what I discovered is that uh, golfer sensor ends are so, so um, highly sensitive that uh, Bryson could feel the sensor uh, in, yeah, within the grip. So we had to, you know, open again because it would say, no, this sensor is, uh, I can feel it, I, I don't, uh, I'm not used to feel it, so it should be, 
hidden uh, uh, more deep uh, into the into the carving because otherwise I don't feel uh, you know good about uh, gripping right. the, the grip. You want it to be invisible, so, right? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I could not sense the sensor at all. For me, it was man, that's good. And he said, oh, here immediately wow. the sensor. Man, okay, <laughs> so <laughs> it's really really sensitive. And uh, so we then uh, it was uh, again. Um, put it back in place, uh, we add our Sensoria core in the back, wired everything, and then the Sensoria, and this is interesting, so we could have chosen to do something else, but as a part of the project, we wanted to do everything in real time. So actually, yeah. the, um, the the Golf Cup is streaming in real time data to the cloud. Of course, mm -hmm. uh, real, uh, real time as fast as the, as the um, network allows us, so we have a buffer in the application that fills up uh, if there is some disconnection or whatever, so no one ever lose anything. Mm. But data is streamed uh, directly on the cloud, and then on the cloud we get data using EventHub, uh, and then the EventHub passes data to Stream Analytics. Stream Analytics does some messaging of the data so that we can know when uh, uh, swing start and ends. And plus, when the swing ends, uh, we ask uh, to the golfer to evaluate the swing because this will be used in future for machine learning stuff. So, of course, we need mm -hmm. to have a professional golfer evaluate the swing now so we can correlate the measure, the measurement we get from the sensor with the outcome of the swing. So, in future, we can say, okay, you put uh, that pressure on the uh, sensor one, and every time you did that, all your swing was bad, for example, were bad. So we can start to do some correlation. And also this data is also saved, and everything is then streamed to uh, SQL Azure for storage and for uh, easiness for us to process it. Mm. And also it's it's the cheaper uh, one of the cheapest option at the time. And uh, and now and, uh, and after that we move it to Power BI for uh, some you know visual analysis. And, uh, and now we are building also the uh, machine learning uh, algorithm behind the scene now that we have some uh, uh, data and evaluation outcome so we can figure out. Because at the beginning, I was doing the evaluation outcome. This is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad. But I'm not a professional golfer. So I was just, uh, you know, faking it. Right. Now we are waiting for Bryson. And we also did some other job with uh, um, uh, with uh, Greg... Uh, I don't remember the surname right now. It's a professional golfer here uh, that helped us to uh, to test uh, to test the the club uh, indoor with additional sensor to make sure that uh, we were getting the correct data. And uh, and so right now we have some uh, uh, quite a lot of data from professional golfer that tested it. We are waiting data from Bryson, and then after that we can start to train uh, the real machine learning algorithm and see what happened. So that will be interesting. That's that. It, you know what's beautiful is um, someday you're going to yep. get to a point. I can already see the future for Sensoria, where I, you know, I pull out my my Surface, and all of the evaluation is done automatically, nearly real time, and yeah. it's and I, it's almost like having a coach yeah. who is yeah. who has, you know, I mean, think of think of if you go to find uh, some sort of personal coach in any sport, you know, yeah. the more they've had exposure to professionals and awesome players, the more expensive they are too, right? And, and the harder they are yeah. to get. Yeah. And, and then I pull out the Sensoria app, which has had exposure to all of these professionals, and yeah. it's starting to give me guidance based on that experience. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be... That's that's going to be a beautiful day, and we're not. Yeah. I mean, we can't be too far from it because the reality is, once you start gathering the data, it's just a matter of figuring out the models properly, yeah. making sure that the sensors are in yeah. the right place properly, and yeah. it's a beautiful thing. So, uh, Sensori is all about running. 
Sensori is all about uh, you know transforming golf to make you better. What's a what's another angle that Sensori is dabbling into right now? Well, this is really new. But uh, something we are starting to do is also working on the healthcare because. Uh, much of many of the sensor we are using for the sock we discover can also be used in the healthcare so it is uh. a totally and completely different uh, of course business but it's amazing that also there people are starting to say hey if you can if we can sense the pressure that someone put on the foot after he had this uh, xy disease there are like uh, 90% chances that we can predict uh, that uh, he's going to you know go to the hospital again or whatever if this and this happen. So we are starting to see some traction also there. So it's, this is really, really interesting because uh, I'm learning, for example, things that I really didn't know. Like yeah. uh, if you have diabetes, cool uh, thing. yeah, you put your, your, you could have some deambulation problem uh, and you put your feet in the ground in a very different way. So knowing the pressure, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we can tell if you have to go to the hospital quickly or not. So that's that's really amazing. Yeah, something I was not really aware of, but uh, it's really interesting. So kind of a cool moment for us. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's funny because as we approach you know like full body instrumentation. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I absolutely. mean eventually yeah. we will be because things like the sock prove that it yeah. can be it can be just your normal stuff, right? Things are invisible. Yeah. You, you don't touch the club and feel it in the grip. No, no, yeah. no. The, everything's invisible. We measure it at a very fine detail to make you better, but yeah. also to take care of you along the way. Yeah. And yeah. and it it's funny because that's not the brave new world that's so far away. It is yeah. really appro approaching and it's very and it's a benevolent approach too. Like yeah, a lot of people are like, yeah. "Oh, Skynet's going to take over the world." Like, well, you can relax a little bit because in the meantime, yeah. we'll rescue you from uh, you know an attack or or diabetes ah, yeah, problems yeah, yeah, yeah. that make it so you have to. Totally, totally. And I think there's something about it. Blaine, explain to me how you managed to do it. Every time I talk to you, you're working on a better project. You're working with cooler customers. You're doing neat things. I mean, I know your your magnetism is unbelievable. But you, what is what is what is your secret, man? Oh, uh, well, my secret! My secret's probably got to be Mike Downey. <laughs> oh, great guy. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, you know, there's there's an engagement that went on. You know, he's uh, in charge of uh, in DX as as works with uh, you know, sports partnerships, and it, it kind of all started back at uh, at the Daytona 500 and go to a NASCAR race and seeing our the 18 wheeler with Windows 10 on it got me involved. <laughs> Who does all the sports partnership stuff? And then. I got uh, in with Mike Downey and working with some other some of our other customers, and we uh, I attended a Hackfest and worked with uh, David and Mac and the rest of Sensoria, um, but uh, and Mike Downey was was leading that hackathon and uh, or that engagement if you will and uh, being involved in that and then end up you know being involved in the discussions around architectural pieces and then writing the story right like yeah. uh, putting all of those pieces together and telling the story about the technology and how it can change the world. So that, that's pretty cool uh, to be a I think I, th I feel like the Blaine way is to keep your ear to the ground. You just do a good job of keeping your ear to the ground and kind of being willing and kind of wanting to kind of be involved in things. I mean, a lot of people would see a truck with a Windows 10 logo on it and be like, there's a truck with a Windows 10 logo and not you know, put one plus one equals, whoa, there's something going on there, and maybe there's a place where I could sit at the table too. So there's just something cool about it. This has been fascinating. The whole work with Sensoria, it's been, it's very rewarding. It's very cool. It's very, you know, it's high profile, which is neat. We get to work with smart MVPs like Dave. 
every I mean, just life is good. Thanks to you, Blaine. Absolutely. And uh, this has been a very cool interview. Thanks for being on the show today, Dave. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was amazing to work with you both, really. Blaine, great job. Thanks again for the show. Thank Thanks you so much. much. Enjoy the day. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>